What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode is another Q&A. We're going to hop into a few questions. I've been receiving them throughout the last couple of weeks from a lot of you. I appreciate you for reaching out and asking. A lot of you have been sending questions through email. That's always linked down below. You can go down and shoot me an email, ask me anything that you got. I'll respond. If it's a question that might bring value to others on the podcast, I may potentially bring that question onto the podcast and answer it here for everyone to hear as well. I won't expose you or say your name or anything like that, so don't get feeling like you're not going to do it because you're scared that I'm going to tell everybody your personal situation inside of your training and nutrition, and that is not the case. I make sure to keep your name anonymous and just talk about the questions. If you don't want to do it through email, you can always do it through DM on Instagram. I'll get back to you there as well and then bring those questions onto the podcast. Again, if I feel like they're going to be valuable to the majority of the people listening to Lost Lifting Talk. So without further ado, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about today before the questions. So let's just hop in. Question numero uno. Is there a way to calculate what a reasonable amount of body fat percentage to lose is? I have a high body fat percentage and I do a DEXA scan every three months, but I feel like I have an unrealistic expectation each time I walk in there for a scan. This is a really good question. I'm going to answer it in a bit of an unconventional way and I'm going to tell you to stop worrying so much about what your body fat percentage is. All of these different ways for us to be able to measure our body fat, it comes with a lot of variables. It comes with a lot of inconsistencies. Most of the modalities that we use are very dependent on the time of day that you're taking the body fat test. It comes down to how much, where your digestion system is at for the day, how much water you've consumed. There's a lot of different factors that will play into the numbers that you're getting back off of a body fat reading. And I just simply don't like to use it. A lot of us attach ourselves to these body fat percentage numbers when in reality, they just don't matter. What matters is that you're progressing. I wouldn't worry so much about what your body fat percentage is. Don't tie your worth or don't tie your goals to a specific body fat percentage. Tie it to habits. Tie it to consistency. Tie it to pictures. Tie it to measurements. Tie it to weigh-ins. Those are all things that you have more control of and can see trends of that's going to give you a more accurate depiction of what's actually happening in terms of your body composition with the strategies and the principles that you're using to create the results that you are. So in your situation, I wouldn't say that there's a specific amount of body fat percentage that you should be losing every three-month period as you go in and get those scans done. Now, if you like doing those scans, you can absolutely do them. But just understand, if you go do a scan in the morning one day before eating anything, and then you go the next three months and do a scan in the afternoon after you've had some water or had some lunch or something, you're going to get two different numbers that aren't direct correlations to what your body fat percentage actually is because of the inaccuracies that they can cause. So what I would rather you do is take daily weigh-ins of yourself every single day in the morning before you've used the restroom or after you've used the restroom, before you've eaten or drinking anything and take that weigh-in every single day. Now, here's the thing. Those weigh-ins are gonna fluctuate. If you're on track, that doesn't mean that your weight is gonna drop. 
every single day of the week. It's going to be days where it's higher. It's going to be days where it's lower. You could be perfect for three days and your weight could spike and go up. And you're like, oh, what, what the hell? Why did my weight go up? I'm, I'm on point. My weight should be going down. Well, if you're retaining water because you've eaten sodium, if you're stressed out, your cortisol levels are high, you're retaining water. If you haven't worked your digestion system through, meaning you haven't been able to use the bathroom yet, things like that are all going to, for ladies, your menstrual cycle is going to make you hold on to water. That's a big one. All these things are going to directly correlate to your daily weigh-ins. But what I want you to focus on, and I would rather see you focus on, this is what I have my clients do, is take those daily weigh-ins in the morning, try not to emotionally attach yourself to them, but look at them in the big picture. Now you take them and record them every single week, take the averages of those weigh-ins from week to week. So take week one, compare the average of week one to the average of week two, and that should be going down. Take the average of week one compared to the average of week three, should still be going down. Average of week one compared to the average of week four, the trend should be going down over time. And if it is, you're on track. And typically, a good amount of weight loss to be shooting for that's individualized to you and your situation is somewhere between 0.5 to 1% of total body weight lost per week. It's going to put you in a situation to where you're not having to go so deep into a calorie deficit or do so much exercise to put you into deep enough calorie deficit that it's unsustainable. That's what I would shoot for. Shoot for 0.5 to 1% of weight loss per week. Take the averages of your weigh-ins from each week, compare those to one another, and that will give you a reasonable expectation every single week of what you should be making. And if you're not making that sort of progress, well, then you need to make some adjustments. Then you need to look at your nutrition. You need to look at your training, see what you can switch. Do you need to switch things up in your training? Do you need to take away some calories? Do you need to just get more consistent and be more adherent to the plan? That's what you should be focused on most, and that's what's going to give you the best data to be able to make the best decisions moving forward to be able to make the best progress possible inside of your journey. It just gives you a lot more concrete, gives you concrete data that you can use to see if you're making the progress that you want to. And weight isn't everything, right? But we can gauge what kind of progress we're making off of weight a lot of the time. I wouldn't focus so much on a specific body fat percentage as it's just usually so inconsistent that it can play mind games in your head. And if the readings are off, there's so many different reasons that reading could be off that don't have anything to do with actual body fat, your actual real body fat percentage, that it's just not worth it to play that game in terms of body fat. You can shoot for specific body fat percentage numbers. That's great, but just don't don't tie everything to it and realize that it comes with its own faults. Pay attention to your weigh-ins. Pay attention to your measurements. Measurements is a big one. Taking measurements of, of your waist, of your legs, of your arms, of your chest, one time every single month and comparing those gives you much better, um, a much better depiction of what's actually happening in the long term as well compared to a body fat scanner that just has so much variation that can mess things up and get you frustrated when really you're on track. It's just you're getting a skewed reading because of the inaccuracies that they, they come with. So hopefully that helps. All right. Question number two. This is a bit of a long one. A while back, I stumbled across your TikTok and absolutely fell in love with your videos. I'm currently on my weight loss journey. I started at 157 in March, and I'm now 144 in June. 
Though I did lose a significant amount, it was not as much as I was expecting. I am a regular exerciser. Currently, my routine routine consists of 30 minutes elliptical followed by 30 to 45 minutes of lifting. I've also been in a calorie deficit. I have been trying to eat around 1,250 calories. To be more specific, around 76 to 100 grams of protein, 100 grams of fat, and 100 grams of carbs. I'm also following intermittent fasting. I eat around I eat at around 2.30 and stop eating around 8.30. I was wondering if you have any suggestions to increase my late weight loss as I would like to hit my goal of 115 to 120 pounds by mid-August. Thank you again for sharing your advice. It's really made a great impact on my life. I appreciate that message. That's very kind of you, and I appreciate you for following along to all of the videos. Like I've said here quite a bit, TikTok has been a place where I've grown a lot and had a lot of people come through, and it's really helped grow my following and listeners. So it's been awesome. As far as your situation, you went from 157 pounds in March to 144 pounds in June. That's 13 pounds in March, April, May, June. That's 13 pounds in roughly around four months. It's not super fast fast progress, but it's sustainable long-term progress. You're probably not having to, you're not doing a ton of cardio, a ton of training. Your, your food intake though is a little bit low. 1,250 calories is decently low and not something that you can do forever and something that you have to understand in your specific situation at the moment is that the longer that you diet, the body and the metabolism adapts, right? Meaning the metabolism starts to slow down. So I don't like people to start on a diet at super low calories like 1,250. I'd rather you start at 1,500, milk that for as long as you can make progress, and then drop a little bit as you plateau down to 1,400, then down to 1,300, and hopefully you've hit your goal by then, and then we can do a slow reverse back up. But where you started at 1,250 calories every single day, your metabolism started to adapt. Really what you would need to do to speed things up in a situation like this you have to drop calories or add cardio. Where you're already at 1,250 calories per day, I would not suggest add dropping calories at this point just because 1,250 calories is not that much. You're not able to eat that much food. So in your situation, you could add a little bit more cardio. One thing that I would say is switch that 30 minutes elliptical followed by 30 to 45 minutes of lifting. I would go 45 to 60 minutes of lifting followed by... 20 to 30 minutes of cardio instead, just because the lifting is going to be better for you in the long run than it's going to be just sitting on a cardio machine, adapting your body to that. So that's what I would say first and foremost, that would be the biggest change. Focus a little bit more on strength training and then add the cardio in after. But I did say you should do more cardio, right? In your situation, I would not recommend that at the moment because your situation is a little bit different. You gave me a lot of information so that I can really help and that's why I appreciate you breaking down your macro split. You're only eating 76 to 100 grams of protein per day. If you just simply up your protein to 130 to 150 grams per day, you have to understand protein burns more calories to digest than any other macronutrient. What that means is that 100 calories of protein, you're gonna burn more calories from eating that than you are 100 calories of carbs or fats. And we know that to retain lean muscle tissue, to put your best, to put your body in the best position to build lean muscle tissue, we need to be somewhere around one gram of protein per pound of body weight. If we're leaner, you're only 140 pounds. If you're 180 to 200 pounds, I wouldn't recommend eating 180 to 200 grams of protein. I'd, I'd recommend eating somewhere closer to your goal weight in terms of 
um, how much protein to be eating per day. But in your particular situation, I would just tell you to up your protein intake every single day to somewhere between 130, 150 grams. I would also tell you to up your carbs and drop your fat because that's going to help you be able to have better training sessions, which might help you be able to burn more calories through training as well. Reason being is because your body uses your carb stores that turns into glycogen for fuel for your training sessions. So you're probably starting to feel a little bit ran down. You're eating a lot of fats, but you don't really need 100 grams of fats. I'd rather you drop those fat grams down literally by almost half. Now that's going to change the food options that you're eating. You have to eat a lot more carb dense foods, but I'd go up to 130 to 150 grams in protein. I drop those fats down somewhere around like 50 grams or so. And then I'd fill the rest in with carbs. That's going to give you somewhere closer to like 150 to potentially even 200 grams of carbs per day that you're going to be able to eat, which is going to fuel your training sessions better to help you burn more calories in your training. Eating more protein per day is going to help you burn more calories overall just through digesting it because of the the thermogenic effect that it has. And then you're going to still have enough fats there in your system to support your hormone health, to support any of the cardio that you're doing and things like that. So the general recommendation would be drop calories or add some cardio to continue losing fat at an optimal rate. But where you gave me all that info I would do exactly what I did, and that should kick things up one more time again for you. But something that I would caution, don't start a diet eating as little as possible because then you run into these situations to where the metabolism adapts and you've either got to keep dropping calories down or you got to add in a lot more cardio, and it just doesn't become sustainable. Now, you'll lose weight faster by being lower calorie, sure, but the situation that it puts you in to where you plateau on low calories, you got to make one of those decisions, it doesn't work in the long run. I'd rather see you start eating as much as you can that still allows for weight loss every single week, again, somewhere between 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per week that you lose, and then milk that for as long as you can. Once you plateau, then you'll drop calories a little bit or add a little bit of cardio and milk that as long as you can. But again, you start at as high as possible so you don't leave yourself in a situation where you're starving, where your metabolism's ran down, to where your hormones aren't optimal, and you feel like crap a lot sooner, which ultimately ends up leading to a rebound much faster where you just put the weight back on. I'd much rather see you start higher calories, work them down slowly as needed until you reach your goal, then go through a slow reverse on the way back up to be able to maintain your new level of leanness and be able to eat more food and bring back your metabolic capacity, bring back your hormones and feel your absolute best. That should be the goal. So many people go wrong by trying to eat as little as possible and you just end up hitting a roadblock. Sure, progress is great at first, but it doesn't matter if you create fast progress. Who cares how much weight you lose in in two months? Honestly, who cares? You've got to stop thinking in that mindset. You've got to start thinking about How do I want to look and how do I want to feel a year from now? I need to take the necessary steps that are going to set up a sustainable long-term result for me rather than a fast one. You didn't gain the weight in a couple months. You've got to stop trying to lose the weight in a couple months. Give yourself time. Create a long-term plan. Maybe it's a little bit slower plan, but if the plan has you enjoying the result a year from now sustainably, rather than creating the result in a couple months, but then rebounding, and in a year you're back to where you were when you started, what makes the most sense? We have to think about this logically. 
When it comes to weight loss, it's all emotions. We want it now. We want to feel better now. We want to build our confidence now. It's a process. It takes time. You have to think of it in the long term. What's going to suit me best next year, not next month? And when you take on that mindset, you set yourself up to be successful so you can stop following diets, you can stop being frustrated, and you can have yourself in a position that you can be confident and fulfilled in yourself for the rest of your life. All right, question number three. This is going to be the last one for today. I do four strength training days, so should I have two cardio days? I generally do a five-kilometer run, a sprint day, and two Tabata days a week for cardio. So how long and what should my cardio days consist of? For strength days, I have two lower body days, one upper body, and one full body. Thank you so much. That's a good question. How much cardio should you be doing? When it comes to this, I generally like to follow the three-to-one rule, meaning three strength sessions for every one cardio session. If the goal is fat loss, building muscle, um, creating more of an athletic look at the end of the day, if that is the goal, three to one should be is a good ratio to keep in mind. It doesn't have to be that. Honestly, with a lot of clients that I work with, even for myself, my workouts are just strictly resistance training workouts, and then I just shoot for a step goal every single day to make sure that my activity level is staying up. So it comes down to however you want to do it. Is there a right and is there a wrong? Not necessarily. You could do more cardio, absolutely. You just got to realize the expense that that comes with. It's going to make you more fatigued for your training sessions, for your strength training sessions. It's probably going to make you a little bit more hungry if you're putting forth a big effort and expending a lot of calories. Well, that comes on the back end of your body probably wanting more food at the end of the day. So you've got to take that into account. So in your situation, if you're doing four strength training sessions, if you didn't tell me your exact goal here, if the goal is what I said, is it if it's fat loss or if it's muscle gain, I would keep the cardio sessions honestly down to one to two cardio sessions per day. And I would do things that you enjoy. If you're going to do two, I would do one that's a, a hit session and then one that, that could be like your sprint day. And then the other one, I would do a list session to where maybe it's just like a 30 to 60 minute walk something like that. And that really is plenty. You're working both energy systems. You're going to work the anaerobic system through the hit session. That could be sprints. That could be sprints on a bike, anything like that. And then the other day is just getting active and getting more activity in through steps, through a long walk, something of that fashion would be what I would recommend. Now, if you really enjoy the Tabata, then do the Tabata. There's nothing wrong with adding that in too. Just understand the more active that you are, if the goal is just muscle gain or fat loss, that can come with more fatigue that's going to hinder the strength training sessions, might make you a little bit more hungry, and you're going to run your body into the ground a little bit faster if you're in a deficit. Now, if you've been training for quite some time, you have a lot of experience, your body's used to it, you're eating around in a maintenance or a surplus, you could probably get away with it and not be as fatigued and be okay. But if you are trying to lose fat and you are in a deficit, you've got to realize that's already a stressor to the body. It's already going to fatigue the body a little bit just because simply you're not getting as much energy in as you are expending, meaning that it's just something that you've got to take into consideration. And if it makes you start to feel like crap and you get overly hungry and you end up eating too much because your training's too hard, well, then it's not really worth it. So you just got to find that fine balance. I will always recommend 
four strength sessions in your situation, probably for max two cardio sessions. That really is going to be plenty. And then as long as your life is relatively active, right? Every single day, get outside, go for short walks, have a step goal. If you're doing those things, you're you're remaining active each day. You don't have to focus in and try to do so much cardio. Now, if you do it because it's a mental thing for you, it helps clear your brain, things like that, absolutely include it. Make, make ways for it to work. But if the goal is to optimize things to help you reach a goal, just understand that that comes with its own limiting factors too. And you've got to understand that the more cardio you do, the harder it might be for you to reach that goal because it's going to run your body into the ground even faster. So just something to keep in mind. I would recommend one hit session, one list session, it's probably fine. The amount, how long they should be is going to be very dependent on your capacity, what you can handle. If with the hit, with whatever you're already doing now, you could keep it with that. What I would argue though is that that should be progressive over time too to keep building that energy system. So you should be adding another round to the hit session. You should be taking away some time in the rest time of the hit session over time and progressing it. And then in in terms of the list session, same thing, adding a little bit of time to it over time is a good way as well. You just want to make sure you're progressing in whatever you're doing in your training. I think that's something that a lot of people get wrong is they just go work out and do the same workouts over and over and expect those workouts to continue helping them make more and more progress. But at the end of the day, your workouts need to be progressive. If you want those workouts to progress your body, over each week, each month, each year. That's something to keep in mind. You've got to get stronger. If the goal is to build muscle, you've got to be able to do more weight over time. If you want to build your aerobic capacity, you need to be able to do it for longer over time. And that's what's going to create those adaptions and responses in your body to help it keep progressing in the ways that you want it to as well. So hopefully all that makes sense. Hopefully I answered your questions clearly. I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in in. This was a fun one to record. I think those questions are going to help a lot of you. Like I said before, if you have questions that you'd like me to help you with personally, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. It's always linked down below. I am absolutely happy to help you in whatever way that I can. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I'd be extremely grateful if you'd take a screenshot, put it on your IG, tag me in it so that I can repost it and show everybody that you were listening and potentially bring some more listeners to the podcast as well. Or if you have somebody that you know would benefit from this, they're trying to get in better shape, they're trying to figure out their nutrition, they're just not making it happen and they're frustrated, just send them the link to this podcast. It will be a great help to them. It'll give them a starting guideline. That was the point of creating this podcast in the first place was to give people tactical, structured, tangible things that they can take and implement to start creating progress and results inside of their own nutrition and training instead of spinning their wheels for years on end. Like I know I did when I began. So I really do appreciate you guys. That's all I've got. I'll talk with you soon.